On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to be looking ahead to the NBA draft. We're going to go over some interesting comments from Mel Tucker's press conference, and we're going to talk about quarterbacks because that's all anyone ever wants to talk about is quarterbacks. So that's the plan. Let's do it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, November 18th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my smelling a quarterback competition co-host, Matt Sheehan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We're going to get three oars on the depth chart this week, Will. It's going to be great. The or, or, or party is back. Like it's, what year was that even? 2013? 13. Uh, 13. Yeah. We're partying like it's 2013, baby. We got a triple or party. Woo! If only there were actual depth charts to look at. I'm yes. not, you know, it's, I guess not a big deal, but it's kind of annoying. No, it's, it's annoying. Kind of annoying. Uh, we, we gave a uh, Harbaugh flack for it back in the day when yeah, he was well, doing yeah. it before the season. And now, well, <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. But hey, yeah, yeah. it's Mel Tucker. Well, we'll let it slide, so. Yeah, Saban School of Communications for sure. Thanks so much for joining us today. On today's show, uh, we're going to start with, uh, what do you want to start with, Matt? I, I say draft talk. Hey, Will, happy, happy oh. draft day, by the way. Okay. Do you know what's back? Basketball yeah. is back, baby. Basketball, Basketball is talk back. is back. Let's go. We're going to uh, talk about the NBA draft, go over kind of the general consensus on Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, and talk about where we want to see them end up and, and what we want to see happen with that. Then we can talk about Mel Tucker's interesting comments to sure. the media regarding um, transfers, opt-outs, etc. And then we'll finish off talking Peyton Thorne, Rocky Lombardi, the merits of starting both of them, the downside of starting both of them, and where we think Michigan State might be going this weekend if they play, uh, which is a big if because it's Tuesday night. Maryland did not practice on did not practice on Tuesday. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. Rash likes for Maryland. That, that's all I see yeah, when I hear yeah. no practice. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be ready to run on Saturday. That, that's yeah. all I hear. They got a bye week. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how all of that plays out. That's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day. Five yeah. days a week, right. part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And go to spartanswill.substack.com. Subscribe. I got a video breakdown of Peyton Thorne's debut, and I'm sure you've seen other film rooms, whatever. I promise you this one will be the best one you're going to see. Bang. Look Guaranteed. At that. I've got a new tool, a new um, tablet that I was able to purchase Thanks to profits from said newsletter. And uh, yeah, I'm putting it back into uh, the film room and different stuff that I'll be doing. And I think it'll make a big difference and people are really going to dig it. So go check it out. Spartanswill.substack.com. Matt, are you ready? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're we're talking hoops. Uh, This is a good palate cleanser, if you will. Now it's not really MSU hoops. It's it's former players of MSU hoops. Uh, But still, basketball talk is back on the table. We are back, baby. This is great. And MSU schedule came out too. But we'll get to that later. Um, Let's let's start here. You've got uh, you went through a bunch of mock drafts. This was sort of your homework assignment today. 
yeah, don't know if you have them up in front of you I or do. you just have like sort of average numbers. Just run through real quick a handful of mock drafts uh, where Cassius Winston, where Xavier Tillman are taken in these mock drafts. Right on. So Cassius is anywhere as high from 48th overall. The Athletic has him at 48th overall to Golden State. So keep that bandwagon hey. train rolling. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> no. And uh, as high as uh, t- or low as 29th overall. I don't. I, it's always weird. Like what's high, what's low in a draft. Anyway, 29th overall to Toronto is where Sports Illustrated has him pegged. Now for the other four uh, publications I have cited. It's you're gonna hear a lot of the same number. CBS has him 42nd overall to New Orleans. Bleacher Report has him 44th overall to Chicago. NBC Sports 44th overall to Chicago. And Chad Ford of the Lockdown Network doesn't mm-hmm. have a two round mock draft, but he has a big board. And Cash says 44th on that big board as well. Which go. if you just matched up to the teams, it would be. Chicago. Of course, it doesn't always work that smooth because team needs and whatnot, but yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, Cassius, it, it looks like early to mid second round, mm-hmm. which, hey, if this is going to be a whole Draymond Green thing 2.0 where he kind of falls to a team. Now, Golden State, of course, wasn't anywhere near what they were when they drafted Draymond, but still, I would like to see Cassius be picked by actually no this goes for both players I, i'm i'm gonna hijack this take right before we even get to tillman <laughs> you want to see him go somewhere good absolutely yeah i want to see what team i could be a bandwagon team of well i'm a pistons yeah. fan it's been miserable yeah. for 15 years yeah. like I, I i want another team to be a bandwagon member of if it's just got to be golden state again fine they've been a blast to be a bandwagon fan of but yeah i wouldn't mind having an east coast team in the picture and this actually this actually goes straight into tillman talk if you don't mind me just funneling right well, into this. yeah Real quick, I mean, it'd be nice, maybe a little Denver action, a little Gary Harris, Cassius Winston backing up Jamal that Murray. That'd be nice. Yeah, Cassius Winston backing up whoever the point guard is for uh, Charlotte. Uh, Graham, sure. I believe. Is, oh, uh, your guess but is playing, good you know, getting Devontae Graham, getting some minutes with Miles Bridges. That would be nice, you know, maybe a little bit of backing up Ja Morant action down in mm-hmm. Memphis, throwing lobs to J, uh, Triple J again. Yeah, there's some or, intriguing, or, intriguing chances. I would, I wouldn't mind like him and Zion hanging out. Like, so New That'd Orleans be got picks at too. 39 and 42. Like, th- those I would are love two that prime windows. I would love to root for. I, I mean, like, I don't have anything against Zion. No, he I was don't. great. Yeah. He was super entertaining, and it was great that Michigan State beat that team. Yes, I would love. I love watching Zion. I would absolutely love for Cassius to play with Zion. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, if MSU doesn't win that Elite Eight game, like, I do not like Zion at all. Like, I, I will admit that he's an incredible athlete, but, like, man, the taste I would have in my mouth watching him his entire NBA career, however long it's going to be, that it is a lot different than what it is right sure. now because I, I have fun watching him now. I know that, like, for the first five years of his career, I wouldn't even be able to watch a game of his because I'd still be so salty <laughs> and so bitter if MSU were to lose that Elite Eight game. Yeah. But they didn't, so it's all good. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that'd be sweet to see them. Let's, uh, let's get other. to Tillman. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tillman, you're going to hear a lot of the same numbers. Uh, he's as high end Bleach Report as 37 overall to Washington and as low. This is the lowest that I saw. CBS has him 29th overall to Toronto. Really? Wow. Now, for the rest, now th- get ready for a lot of uh, numbers in the 30s here. The Athletic has him 30th overall to Boston. 
Sports Illustrated, 30th overall to Boston. The Ringer, 30th overall to Boston. <laughs> NBC Sports, 32nd overall to Charlotte. And then Chad Ford on the big board, 36 overall. Right now in round two, 36 goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. So we have our West Coast team, like the Nuggets and or the Warriors, depending on who you want to bandwagon over there with the Gary Harrison. Or, excuse me, the Spurs with Brent Forbes. Who, who am I to forget that? I believe that. Bryn's a free agent. Oh, I take that back then. Uh, wherever Mr. Forbes decides to go, we will bandwagon them as well. Um, it'd be cool to have an East team. I don't know how cool it'd be for that East team to be Boston. I'm just not a Boston sports fan in general. I just sure. wish they would Nobody go. is. No, I, I wish their win percentage wasn't like the low single digits every year, but that's just not reality. So yeah, it would, it would I guess, take the edge off of watching Boston be successful every single year. But so that, that that's where Tillman is. Late first round, early second round, kind of what we expected when he declared for the draft. Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 just the, the hodgepodge rundown of everything. Cassius early to second round. Tillman when he gets to the thirties, he might he'll probably be off the board by then. Um I think, yeah, hey, I, it's gonna be a fun night though. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a really interesting draft because pandemic and mm-hmm. The different types of workouts, it's just, it's been harder and teams have had like more time to go over and through these prospects with the finest of finest tooth, fine tooth combs. Sure. And yet they've had perhaps the least amount of information because it's, it's been hard to access them. Uh, It's been hard to do the normal pre-workout thing. The combine was sort of thrown together and it wasn't the same traditional way and They've had to do Zoom interviews, right, and, and all these different things. So it's really interesting. And also, moratorium on trades gets lifted two days before the draft, mm. and it's been just nonstop chaos for the last two days, and that's going to bleed into draft night, I'm sure. So teams are going to be moving up and down. It's like we're the top two teams in the draft. Both might trade out. Like the, There's yeah. legitimate talk that Minnesota and Golden State are both thinking about trading out. So who the hell knows? What's going to happen? I, I'm hoping for a night just full of surprises, just like all over the place. And a really nice surprise would be if Xavier Tillman got picked like 22nd and Cassius Winston got taken at, right at the back end of the first round. That would be a really fun surprise that I'm rooting for. I, I really want Xavier. I, I, I can't believe in this draft he would fall into the second round. Like someone's going to get a steal with that guy. He, he's going to be a pro. And Mm-hmm. His offensive game may never fully come around in terms of shooting, but he does so many other things. He's a great passing big. He's a great screener. We know how incredible he is on the defensive end. It just seems like if I'm at like 22, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take this guy and know that I have a good NBA player in my rotation for a really long time. As long as whoever's picking a 27 doesn't take him because that's the New York Knicks. Uh, anyone else in the 20s, though, by all means, please, please take any of these fine gentlemen oh. uh, on your rosters, please. That'd be uh, delightful to keep him out of yeah. the garden because heavens to Betsy, uh, I do not want to see him go down in the blue and orange. <laughs> what if, uh, do you want the Pistons to take one of these guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'd feel a little bad for them, but I, hey, that'd be cool. I mean, Cash is playing in his hometown, Tillman playing would. in his home state. <laughs> um, yeah. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I just wish they weren't so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and just in neat. a dire situation. 
Yeah. But, hey, but like, so to get like super niche, like there was a conversation I was following on Twitter that like, oh, Azubuki from Kansas, like he's going to be a guy when January rolls around. So like, how did he fall in the early second round? And then the other guy said like, I feel like there's seven guys in the draft we're going to say that about. Tillman's yeah. definitely going to be one of those guys. He is. Do you see his shooting numbers from the combine? Yeah, he should have been playing the two all season, apparently. Yeah, he, he shot like 80% from three in his uh, three-point workout, apparently. Yeah, he was like sixth and ninth in the two three-point drills, like uh, amongst everyone. Not amongst bigs, right. amongst yeah. everyone. Uh, the the which, draft, yes. <laughs> yes, which is, is absolutely wild. All right, let's pause here. We'll come back and we will talk about Mel Tucker's very interesting comments regarding uh, the current state of his team. We'll do that in a second. First word from Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then, it's important to stop and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light. It's a mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill, Matt. Made to chill. And you and I are both going to be chilling on the couch tonight, watching the NBA draft, having all the suspense ruined by Woj's tweets with Mm -hmm. like, like, oh... Sources say so and so is fixating on like because he, mm-hmm. he can't say they're gonna pick, so he does the weird. Work. I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see the workarounds that uh, Woj goes through and see where our MSU guys end up. And we're gonna have cool, delicious Coors Light right next to us the entire time. Coors Light's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold package. It's literally made to chill. And Matt, you know this. Yes, our fans know this. Everyone knows this. Coors Light is as crisp. And refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Perfect to watch the NBA draft. Coors Light is the one we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. Speaking of Bilt Bar, I'm watching Anthony Edwards highlights in a window on this website I'm on, and it was the mm-hmm. second half highlights against MSU. How many Bilt Bars do you think he had in the locker room <laughs> All uh, before trotting? That was a horrifying half of yeah. basketball. Anyway. That was the best half of basketball he played the entire season. Uh, yeah, Bar. That anyone played the entire season. <laughs> Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they've got a new and improved formula that is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, apple, almond, crisp, peanut butter, banana bread, mint, brownie, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And like I said, Matt, they are delicious, but they're not just delicious for your taste buds. They are delicious on your body. Delicious on the body. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for the health conscious person. Here's the peanut butter bar, Matt. You ready Go for on. it? Yeah, hit me. Peanut butter. 19 grams of protein. Bang. Mm-hmm. Only 180 calories. Mm. Only 5 grams of sugar. Only 5 grams net carbs. You're not going to find better stats on any protein bar in the game, you gotta get Built Bar in your life. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, one word locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, Matt. Mel Tucker met with the media and uh, 
He got finally a little some spice. Finally some spice. Finally some spice. Little spicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's had some random moments where you're just like, oh, okay, there's some intensity. He's a little fired up, but oh, buddy, he was he was delivering a message today. It was nice. Yeah, so I think the, the spiciest he's been, in my opinion, before this was when he called Michigan that school down the road, which in rivalry talk is like a 2.5 out of 10. Like, that's... Yeah. Okay, enough to like raise an eyebrow and maybe upset like one or two fans, but uh, yeah, this one, I I like seeing this. This is the culture change that we're talking. about. This is the different energy that we're all looking for yep. here, Will. So no, it was it was very refreshing. Let me just uh, read a black quote here, please. Um, it's from Detroit Free Press. Chris Solari uh, scribed this down from Mel Tucker's Zoom session. So Marcel Lewis, redshirt freshman linebacker, went into the portal on Monday. And Tucker says, uh, said to the media he expects more attrition moving forward and that he uh, looks, you know, potentially into looking into the transfer portal and into Juco to fill their spots. So, right, that, that was mm-hmm. part of it. But here's the quote. Mm-hmm. Quote, there's a certain type of culture and a certain type of player that we need to have here that's really non-negotiable. Everything's in evaluation and halfway through the season at this point, we have a pretty good idea of who can do what. Nothing is set in stone. I mean, it's compete and show us you what you can do and earn your spot, earn your playing time, earn your right to be able to even stay on the team because this is not a recreational type of situation. This is compete to play, compete to stay. In other words, yeah. show up to work or get the bleep out of here. You're wondering why certain players aren't playing well. They should be practicing a little harder is also how I interpreted it as well. Fair yeah. or unfair? Okay. No, no. I think that's. I think that's fair. I yeah. think there are. I think Mel Tucker is a man who likes to send messages, and one of the messages is very clearly. And I think this has been straightforward from the start. You better show up every single day, not just Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a part of this team and you want to be a contributor on this team, you better show up. And I don't know. I mean, I think. By the end of the D'Antonio tenure, the words earn the jersey kind of had fallen into cliche status. It's, it's, it almost seemed, yeah. it almost seemed like, and this, again, this is year one. It's different than year 13. Things change. Year one, D'Antonio had a lot of intensity uh, like this. But, you know, there were favorites, it seemed like. If you sure. came in and worked hard at the beginning and got in the good graces, you stayed there longer than maybe you should at times. I mean, you you and I have both heard things like that, that there was yeah. political, whatever you want to call it, politics or favorites, playing favorites. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, that stuff happens, and, and it may happen with Mel Tucker's tenure, but it's not happening right now, I don't think, Matt. No, and it's it's nice to hear this energy, you know, bring your lunch pail every day mentality. Um, would you like to see a little more on Saturday, of course, but listen, I, I don't think that this quote is just directed for this year as well. Like, this is something that is a mentality. Coach speaker, not, and I don't think it is. I, he, he does seem like this kind of guy that will you know, kind of dictate how things go here the, the next few years. And yeah, just the fact that he is not shy of making a nod to the transfer portal, like in, yeah. in approaching week five of, of the middle of his first season, uh, says a lot right there. Essentially, like if you don't want to work, I could find someone literally anywhere in the country right now that, that could take your spot. Um, yep. Let me read uh, something real quick. Nice, real quick. Yeah. Um, this is a tweet from Matt Hayes, uh, a college football writer. 
Uh, he's at stadium now. I was like, where is Matt Hayes working? Um, so this was uh, a quote tweet of Graham Couch with a not recreational type situation. Compete to play, compete to stay. That quote. He Matt Hayes quote tweets and says, A year ago, during his first spring at Colorado, Tucker finished a practice by gathering his team and bluntly laying it on the line. We don't want comfortable. We want you to be uncomfortable. That's when change happens. If you don't like it, there's the portal. And Mel... Tucker is a pretty, like, uh, with the media and on social media and things like that. When he does his Instagram Live interview things in the offseason, there's definitely, like, a laid-back, fun energy personality in there, right? We've seen that. Uh He's not just, like, a giant, like, you know, with Saban or Belichick or, you know, some of the curmudgeons. It's very, D'Antonio, it's very hard to see Mm -hmm. if there's an actual, like, fun loving personality in there or is this person just miserable right with mel tucker we know like hey there's some humor in there and stuff like that but it's pretty darn clear just from behind the scenes stuff pre-game speech practice video we're gonna make fun of when you say ball security is job security and then you fumble it a bunch we'll make fun of it tough but it's very clear that there's a very intense side to this guy like when he's coaching when he is trying to get a point across, it's not beating around the bush. Like it is exactly what he wants to say in a tone that is going to make you hear it. We'll see if that works. We'll see if that establishes the culture that he wants to. But it's pretty clear that the dude can turn it up to 10 when he wants to deliver a message. And that's the side of personality I want my football coach to err on, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's just being too yeah. intense. Does it work? Of course it works. Does it fail? Ask Will Muschamp how it worked for him it down does South fail. Carolina. Yep. It, it, yep. it does fail. It does work. I'm not saying that this is going to be an automatic, like, oh, yeah, that's right. He wants intensity. This is awesome. Like, yeah, a lot of football coaches do, of course. But, like, just to be out in the open in the media about it, too, for a guy who the last few months, ever since his tenure started, like, really has been kind of guarded when he's doing these media Zoom calls and press conferences. Like, it was it was kind of nice, I, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It, it, listen, we know that the season is stale right now. You just had back-to-back oh, yeah. embarrassing losses. And he does take accountability in his post-game press conference, too, which which I like a lot. And, well, he ramped it up today and also like kind of put a little on the players because it's kind of a point to that. It, it isn't all coaching, of course. Like, guy's got to be a little better. And no, did he go overboard with like calling them out, calling them by name? No, of course not. I think he did it in as good of a way as he possibly could have, just challenging his guys in the eye of the public, which is uh, sometimes needed, especially when you're scoring <laughs> one touchdown over the course of two weeks against uh, OK defenses. But yeah. yeah, no, it was, hey, you know what? I got to say this is the first time I think I've been excited after a, a Tuesday press round with, <laughs> with Mel Tucker. So it's worth talking about. And, one, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, very excited to see how this transfer portal is going to shake up. Because if you're openly talking about it, and yeah. listen, we knew that guys were going to go in the transfer portal. Like, this isn't the coach they signed up to play for. You're going to get some attrition. Oh, boy, I, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be, like, t- three times uh, <laughs> what, what we would have expected going in and coming out of the yeah. transfer portal. It's very one, uh, one other thing real quick. and. Mm-hmm. This is something that I think is interesting, but also, you know, potentially a little dangerous. We'll sort of see how it goes. I think it'll end up okay, and I'll I'll tell you why. What is, like, say you're a new coach, first year, new regime, you're one in three, like, generally. That press conference, what does the coach usually say? Like, something like, 
we're going to keep working. We got to work on our stuff. We got to coach just, you know, like platitudes, right? Yeah. It feels like very rarely do they come out and say, like, yeah, if you're not like this, we're changing the culture, whatever. That's something that gets said. But like, sure. If you're not going to make it work, if you're not going to play for us, you're not going to practice for us, then you're, it's just not going to work here. We expect attrition because the standard we're setting is non-negotiable. Like basically saying, yeah, we're going to get kids out of this program who don't want to be part of this, who don't want to be, go through this process. Right. And that's kind of a, yeah. And that's kind of a bold thing. Um, The reason why I say like it can get ugly is just look at Mike Leach. But Mm -hmm. um, I think the way Mike Leach went about it was a, yeah, was a, (laughs) some of the stuff he says, like, okay, Mike, you like, I get you like, that's the message you're sending. Maybe don't go about it that way. Run I think that by the way, your PR guy before you uh, yeah, say it out loud. Yeah. yeah. Maybe don't uh, MF your players quite to that level. And that's why I think the way Tucker is delivering their message is a little bit better and like has a better chance of like working out in the short term and long term by establishing that culture instead of just a max exodus. Agreed. You know, yeah. the way he's going about it, it seems a little bit better, right? I think a little bit can, more... Yeah. He's putting himself out there as well. He's not just like throwing all the players under the bus. He's saying we're establishing a culture. It's a just it's a better way to go about it than what uh, what Mike Leach did down at uh, Mississippi State, and that still might work out for him honestly because they're not his players. He's going to get his players in, and it seems to work out wherever he goes in terms of production. So we'll see. But yeah, I like that. Nice. I, it was a different thing, little change up. I just like that mentality. Either show up to work or get the hell out of here. And we'll see what happens. All right, let's pause here. We'll come right back and we will talk about quarterbacks because I think it's an interesting conversation to have, Matt. I would say so. Thank you for waiting like two seconds and talking in the middle of that. That was really well, great. Well, once again, you, you, you caught me mid-swig of a drink. I, th- I thought I was in the clear. I, I, I've been horrible at that this week. Like it, It's been this week in particular where, where you catch well, me. Well, we were at a break. Like, I was throwing it to a break, and you don't talk. To, you, you remember you don't talk during breaks? Remember from when you started? It's okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, we had a conversation about why we would probably prefer to start Rocky Lombardi this weekend, give him sort of one mm-hmm. last go. Yeah. Um, and it, there are certainly a lot of fans that don't agree with that. Of course, and, yeah. That's understood. Yeah, yeah, they saw a half of Fate and Thorn, and they're like, all right, there's some intriguing stuff there, a couple nice plays. Let's see let, let's, let's see what he can do, right? There's sort of that mindset, that attitude. And so I, I think it's an interesting discussion to have, like, the merits of going with Peyton Thorn, the downside of going with Peyton Thorn, the merits of sticking with Rocky, the downside of... Of st- or, uh, the downside of sticking with Rocky, excuse me. So, I want to start with Peyton Thorne. I want to talk more about him because okay. we talked a lot about Rocky yesterday. I want to talk about Peyton Thorne. Okay. The biggest concern for me Can I guess? is what? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is it the kid's confidence? Partially, yeah. Okay. It's not just confidence, it's Look at Rocky Lombardi right now. Unfortunately, we have the last two weeks. Yeah, that could be Peyton Thorne in two years. I not just from like not. an ab- <laughs> not just from like an ability or production standpoint or anything, 
I'm talking about like the how he's viewed. Before okay. Rocky took a snap this year, a good chunk of the fan base was all the way out on him. Yeah. When he threw the first interception against Rutgers, a bunch more went out on him. When they lost to Rutgers, a bunch more went out. When they beat Michigan, a few came back, but a lot of them were probably like, yeah, let me see it again. And then everyone else just bailed Iowa, Indiana, right? And that's because that that's all because what happened in 2018. Stop me if this sounds familiar, Matt. Okay. A redshirt freshman quarterback. Mm-hmm takes over for a sort of mysteriously injured but not really producing upperclassman quarterback, redshirt junior quarterback, and is playing behind a bad offensive line with a run game that cannot get going behind a scheme that isn't doing anything to help anybody out right now. Just a terrible offense that can't score touchdowns and an awful situation for a quarterback to take over. Who am I talking about? Uh, that doesn't ring a bell. I became an MSU mm. football fan in 2019, mm. so I'm ah. sorry. Yeah, that doesn't ring any bell. Surely must have happened before then. Uh, no, it that, is, that sounds eerily similar to the Lewerke Lombardi situation of circa 2018. Exact same situation. It's 100 percent the same thing. It is. It, I I think a little bit more of Rocky's issues though are. Performance and not injury, but it's honestly probably such a small percentage that it's it's semantics at this point. Sure. Yeah. I, okay, that was a semantical thing. Yeah, like, right. Basically, like Lewerke wasn't getting it done either. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was really bad because he was hurt. Rocky's been more bad and a little bit hurt. Yeah. Regardless, point still, yes, it, point it, still it, stands. Twenty eighteen all over again. The point still stands. Young, spry, Rocky Lombardi comes in as a redshirt freshman, has a good game. Everyone's like, ooh, that's interesting. It all goes to hell for the next few weeks. And then everyone's done with him. They're just like, yeah, I don't want to see him ever again. He's terrible. He's the worst thing to ever happen to football. That scenario is very plausible with Peyton Thorne. Like, he had some nice plays, but he also did some bad things against uh, Indiana. Is it out of the realm of possibility that, say, they play this weekend, even if they don't? Like, Peyton Thorne leading the offense against Northwestern. How's that going to go, Matt? Well, it may be as good as Rocky leading the, the <laughs> offense against Northwestern. Um, I don't, it's, it's not going to go well, to answer your question. Yeah. It, how, how about the week after that uh, against Ohio State? Probably that, that's going to that go great, go? right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Penn State, little break. Um <laughs> Like he could he could throw for 113 yards on 38 percent completed passes with two interceptions against Northwestern. He could follow that up with something similar against Ohio State. The fan base didn't give any benefit of the doubt to Lombardi at all. Are we? Re- is it really going to get extended to Thorne? I doubt it. And it seems like, you know, they they wanted hmm. Lombardi out there in 2018. I wanted Lombardi out there in 2018. Because you're like, they can't get any worse. You might as well see what the kid can do. Try to build for the future. If it's not working out with Lewerke, let's see what you got in Lombardi. And there was like no positive that came out of it. He got a little experience, but was it really good experience he wanted? No. Confidence issues, probably. Fan base turned on him immediately. Like, what good came out of 2018 for Rocky Lombardi? Not much at all, and I just worry about that happening with Peyton Thorne if the keys are just handed to him. Now I want to see him, I want to see him play more, but I think you got to be delicate with it. I think you got to be really smart with it, Matt. 
Yeah, and just to play devil's advocate here, I, I think two things. Like, I, this would, obviously won't be unanimous, but I think more fans would give Thorne the benefit of the doubt because they know he's a redshirt freshman. So was Rocky. <laughs> Listen, I, hey, I, I, I get it, but Rocky was also, like, taken out immediately the next game. Like, if, if you give Thorne, like, some games, some starts back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, like, okay, fine, this kid's not great, but he's a redshirt freshman. The second point I'm going to bring up is, is even more so what I think people want to see, too, is... Thorne was able to use his legs. Mm-hmm. Rocky really hasn't been able to do that yet. So, like, just that alone kind of makes Thorne a, a little more exciting. Like, we're, we're not getting prime Marcus Mariota, regardless, right? We're not? But we're, we're, nah, I, okay, I guess Jerry's still out on Thorne. It's only been a half of football for him, but maybe. <laughs> um, but, no, like, that's at least a different look that Thorne gets you. It's, it's not just – because from where I'm coming from for this whole, all right, play Thorne if this all doesn't work out – on Saturday for Rocky is the future like redshirt freshman three-star like he's gonna need reps I know the whole confidence thing is is definitely gonna be up for question and I even question my own theory on that as you know you got Ohio State two weeks away like that 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 can't that can't be good for anyone's psyche like he's gonna walk out of that stadium with a thousand yard stare but we'll cross that bridge when we get there my, my thing is build for the future but if you want to win yeah, now, definitely. then like maybe Thorne is the guy though with his legs. Again, I, I I will give Rocky the start. But if once again two interceptions at half, like fifty percent passing, and just looks like he did the last two weeks, like I, I just don't see the point of keeping him in there. I, I know yeah, he's only got sure. six starts under his belt, but like what's happened to those six starts? He's had one good one when he had nothing but clean pockets against Michigan. Like outside of that, mm? Mm? pretty good against Purdue. No? No rebuttal? <laughs> no, because you broke up for like 20 seconds. Oh. I was just hoping to God that you were oh. going on a lot of monologues <laughs> that I didn't have to answer to, so oh, sorry. <laughs> I said it, it was pretty good against Purdue, but I was kind of half-joking. Uh, yeah, no, I honestly, mean, I, I think he was okay against Purdue, but yeah. like, I, that, that's that's a different season, a different hill to die on. But yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good against Purdue back in the day. Yeah. It's... <sighs> I get it. I want to see them build for the future, too. And that's why I do want to see Thorne get work. I definitely want to see him continue to get work. Unless it's a scenario where, like, say Rocky starts against Maryland and just crushes and then gets the next start and just continues to play really well. Like, somehow just the last two games are blips and a Michigan game is actually, like, what he is. I'm not, I, I, I'm not really confident that's going to happen. But in that scenario, okay, let's just let it ride with Rocky. Otherwise... Yeah, you got to mix him in. I don't know. Maybe you can do a two quarterback thing. Just be like, hey, it's an open competition. Like, who? Like normally you don't want to rotate series and stuff with quarterbacks. But honestly, in a year like this, you might as freaking well. Like, I, I was just gonna bring up. I think it was a year. We need Paul for, for this one. A Notre Dame fan, Paul Costanzo. I think it was yeah. 2012 or Notre Dame. It like, was. Threw in a guy for the first three quarters, and then Tommy Reese, the closer, would play the closer. fourth quarter. <laughs> no, granted, the they went 12-1 that year. This is not <laughs> quite a different situation record-wise. No, no, no. It was Vernon, it was, yeah, Vernon Golson. Yeah. Did they do that? No, I thought that it doesn't matter when they did that. But, yes, they did that. And Arkansas State right now, who has a really, I, last I checked, a pretty uh, up, up and down the field offense, they were rocking every other series, two series here, two series there. I'm not saying do that entirely, but maybe, you know, let it roll and just, like, make sure everyone knows, like, hey, we don't have a starter yet. This is a battle that is now extended into the season. Rocky had won the job. Now he's let it slip. Thorne has earned a chance to compete for the starting job again. We're going to let it play out 
in the games, we're going to see who plays better. And it's not the most conducive thing to winning, but I think it's a way to make sure your redshirt freshman gets some work and, and can build to the future, but you're not totally putting everything on him. And you're giving a guy who has given you some good performances this year uh, a chance to say, hey, that wasn't a fluke. I can actually do this. In a year where there's no stakes, the results don't matter. You're just trying to see what do we have next year? Do we need to go do something at quarterback to at every position? Quarterback being the most important one. In, in a year where that's like the goal, establish a culture and figure out what you got. And it's not the worst time to do that. I think it actually kind of makes sense to do some sort of rotation. Maybe it's Lombardi gets eight series to Thorns four, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Just a nice little balance there, which I, I can't argue. Because once again, like, hey, you beat Michigan. Your season's made. Nothing else matters. It, it, it's going bad. What's just another few bad games because you get did two series here, two series there for both guys yeah. like whatever 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 who and cares you know what? who cares it earns you some leeway too yeah who cares they lost ah, they were true. doing the whole quarterback <laughs> thing trying to figure out they played young guys and you know we're not we're just building for the future mm, generating adversity baby nice <laughs> love it yes manufacture your own adversity all right that's gonna do it for us here on locked on spartans thanks so much for listening to today's episode we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of course we'll uh if we have a game to prepare for i th- feel like we should know by the time we record tomorrow night Wednesday i'd be shocked night. if we don't yeah. i'd be really surprised if it was still up in the air we'll either uh start looking ahead to maryland or we will pivot into something else something. maybe some other <laughs> position groups we can talk about players that have been underperforming you know halfway point in the season take take the temperature of different position groups and and things along that line we can definitely do that reminder to rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast matt take us home go green excited to find out what nba teams i get to be a bandwagon member of this is so exciting oh basketball's back baby Woo, go green